And we are back. Um, the Hopefully the uh, microphone, the audio sounds better because I fucked it up the first time. The dude didn't even plug it in. <laughs> I mean, we are such professional broadcasters here. I mean, like. Ah, wait, I've done that. I don't know how many times, dude. So It's like he's blind, I'm blind. I'm leading him. He's leading me. Jeez. I don't think anybody's leading. That's the problem. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, last time I started out with the pooping thing. I'm going to start out with something else. Uh, when we uh, are going on the picket lines in the mornings, I get back and I drive by this house and this house has a bush that this lady has got her clippers out and she's clipping her hedges and clipping this arborvitae bush. And I look at the big arborvitae bush, which is like 10 feet tall. And at the very top, it looks, or not very top, the whole damn thing looks like a penis. It does. It looks like the Jolly Green Giant's penis. It looks like the, exactly. The, and, and I took a picture of it, sent it to Derek. And uh, he sees the picture and he goes, well, across the streets, both the balls. <laughs> yeah. There was two big round bushes across the street. They were clipped perfectly around almost. I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice that. Uh, I'll have Eric put that picture on our site so everybody can enjoy it. And while you're enjoying that, maybe we'll post uh, Penis Park. Oh, that's right. Let's see. So, yeah, so I posted that on my personal Facebook page. And somebody said, oh, have you seen Penis Park before? I'm like, no, but I'm going to find it. And I found it. If you haven't seen Penis Park, we'll post it. Or just Google it. You're going to find it. Maybe that's on your bucket list, you know. Uh, Grand Canyon, you know. Penis Park. Is that one of the seven wonders of the world? <laughs> it could be, you know. There were all sizes there. There was, and all kinds of different materials. Too. Oh, yeah. Colors, everything. Wow. So, um, so if you like penises. Yeah, if you like penises. <laughs> Interesting way to say that. If you like penises. Go to Penis Park. We have all kinds of them for you. All right, so I'm going to start out with this, um, music-wise. I want to go with a little short talk about remakes people do of, of music, um, where an original band makes something, and years later, somebody else does it, their version, whatever the song may. So I'm going to start out and give you a couple ideas, but a song called Blinded by the Light. Yes. Okay? It is written by Bruce Springsteen. Right. Bruce Springsteen sings it. I've right. heard it. But if you want to find the version, you have to look it up because you ain't going to hear it on the radio. No. The one you'll hear on the radio is from Manfred Mann. Right. Manfred Mann's Earth Band, I believe it was called, yeah, right? Something like that. And that song really brings back memories for me because I can just remember, you know, just riding down the road with my mom you know, as a kid and that song always would come on the radio. You know? Yeah, but the thing is, back then, we didn't know what the words to a lot of our songs were. That's right. Now, yeah, I see where you're going with this. I was so, singing that the other day. Yes. Yeah, so uh, nowadays, of course, you can go online or even with whatever you stream, you push a little button, it'll show you the words to what's being played. So you can learn the words and know what you're singing. We grew up in an age where if you didn't understand what the guy was saying, you were saying the wrong word for most of your life till this technology came along. Exactly. So there was there's sections on Manfred Mann where, uh, well, you just can't, it doesn't make any sense. And even when you're told later, you're like, what? I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. You want me to say it for you? Go ahead. Give us the version. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche, another rubber in the night. Yeah. And those aren't actually the words. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, who would write about a douche and a rubber? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you find out later it's wrapped up like a deuce. I mean, Bruce Springsteen has some weird fetishes. Yeah, and it's another runner in the night. Oh, a runner. Yeah. Like down your leg runner? Yeah. 
that's a Zeppelin song. That's the Lemon song. Uh, but they plagiarized it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, till the juice runs down my leg, right? Yes, I got yes. you. Yes, squeeze my lemon till the juice runs down my leg. You know what I'm talking about. Why the fuck do you think I said that? But that's what Robert, <laughs> Robert says that in the song when he says, "Yes, I my know." Lemon, and then he goes, "You know what I'm talking about." Yes, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought you were actually squeezing a lemon. Well, not the lemon juice run down your leg. I didn't. No, you're Led Zeppelin. This is rock and roll. We all know what the fuck you're talking. Yeah, about. we do. <laughs> that's right. So that was the first one I was thinking of, anyway, and. and and just blinded by that good song, but I prefer the Manfred Mid version over the Bruce Springsteen version. Bruce does okay; he's the writer. I get it, but still, Manfred Mann did it much better. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, another one that's actually kind of similar to that in the aspect of what we just talked about. Um, All the young dudes. Yeah, I love that. That song. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Uh, the song is written by David Bowie. Yeah, and I like the David Bowie version. And David actually. Bowie does a version, and but, it's very good. But it ain't the one you're going to hear on the radio again. The one you're going to hear on the radio is from Mott the Hoople. Yeah, that's with uh, Ian Hunter. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, Mott the Hoople's version is, to me, that's the version. I but so. they were given that song by Bowie before Bowie recorded it himself. So if you don't know about Ian Hunter and um, the band he's talking about, they also wrote a lot of hit songs, actually, that are redone. I mean, they wrote Once Bit and Twice Shy, that you know, great one. Really? Hit. That was, that's, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Huh. There is. Yeah. They, they wrote, uh, um, oh, no, that was The Angels. The Angels did a song, I Don't Want to Face the Day. And then... Great White we covered that one. Okay. Well, how about this one? Uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door by Guns N' Roses. Yes. I mean, can you even listen to the Bob Dylan version after that? Not after it. Yeah, I know. I mean, I can, though. I can listen to it. I've, I've been to five, like five of his concerts live. so That's I, a good cover. I mean, I, I, I kind of got sick of it because they overplayed it. Yes. But when I first heard it, I'm like, man, that's killer when i first heard the guns and roses were that was the song that they had on the album i'm like what yeah and they also did what the paul mccartney remake uh um live and let die oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah. which was really good too which is really good too you know when he, that part on the keyboard like da na na da na na slashed it on a guitar yes <laughs> yes that was badass yes i agree actually i like that remake more than knocking on heaven's door i do too actually. yeah yeah that's a good one yeah well that, this, was, that was another one that was on my list and then Guns N' Roses did a whole album of remakes, a whole album. Not one song was an original song. It was the Spaghetti Incident. And oh, they, yeah. And they did like punk tunes, and they did a Charles Manson tune, actually, which it was – and it ain't even listed on the album. You have to listen to the whole end, end of the song, and then this other song comes on. And oh. It's Char Charles Manson wrote it. If you went on YouTube and looked up Charles Manson songs, which a lot of his songs are on there, you would see that Guns N' Roses song. We're talking Charles Manson, the murderer, and yeah, you know the serial killer. Okay, guy. just making sure. Yeah, we're not talking Marilyn Manson. Charles in charge. We're not. Yeah, <laughs> Charles in charge. What a peep that guy was. Yeah, and then one other one I had here on my list, and I just threw a quick list together. Uh, American Woman. The guess who? Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Um, I don't like Lenny Kravitz. So, wait, does a BTO do it as well? Yes, but BTO is different when BTO does it because one of the guys from the guest who were in BTO also. So it's a kind of a okay. They just used it because okay. they're both Canadian bands yeah. and they're all friends. Okay. Yeah. So like they they um one guy that was in the that band 
He also was in the other band. Okay. So they just kind of did that way. Okay. I'll maybe, I'll get, maybe I'll get rid of that one off the list. But Lenny Kravitz and the Guess Who. I used to be a huge Guess Who fan back uh, before my first son was born. I listened to Guess Who a lot. A lot. I was up, that was one of my regular bands I played. And, of course, back then we listened to full albums. So See, I love Lenny Kravitz. I like a lot of stuff he does. I like his style. I think he's a great musician. You know, and um, – but I did not like that version of American Woman. Oh, really? No, I didn't. I, my, my favorite song by Lenny Kravitz is Lady. And I love that song. I mean, that's my favorite song. But uh, no, I, that didn't do nothing for me. I thought it was cool that he likes that right. and, and found it, you know, interest, interesting enough to redo it. But, I mean, I just didn't hit me. I, I like it, the original, you know, raspy, American Woman, you know. Stay away from me. I mean, there's so many Guess Who songs I like. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, there was a live album I had of theirs years ago. It was a cassette, if I remember correctly. And uh, it lives somewhere in Canada. I have to look it up. I don't oh, yeah. It I think I have that album, too, also. But it's hard to find. Yeah. I've had a hard time finding it. I wonder if it's worth any money, though. Yeah, well, maybe it is. I don't know. It's original and not scratched yeah. up. But anyway, it was live in Canada, and they played a lot of their best tunes. And I li used to listen to that album quite a bit. They got a lot of good tunes that you would like a lot of people. People forget who they are. Kind of like um, Grand Funk Railroad. People forget who they are. Well, when you say, uh, yeah, the guess who, they go, guess who, not who. Yeah, like who's on first. What? <laughs> yeah. No, the guess who. Guess who? Who? No, that's a different band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's on second base. That's right. <laughs> that's that creepy Pete Townsend guy, which I have on my list. But speaking that makes up another subject that we're talking about. Um, what about musicians that are uh, that you can't listen to because of their antics or or something they may have done that might have turned you off from me? Say, for example, a lot of people can't listen to Ted Nugent anymore because of his extreme politics. Yeah, I'm one of those. And yeah. I used to be a huge Nugent fan when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? So I agree everybody has a right to their own opinion. And I understand why many people use the platform they are given because they know many other people will hear them. Right. But I don't, I don't listen to an artist or watch someone on a movie because of their political viewpoints, whether I agree or disagree with them for the most part. Right. I, I obviously, either. I obviously don't listen to Nugent, not on purpose, but if it comes on, I don't turn the channel either. Right. If I've got it on my rock bar on Sirius and Ted Nugent comes on and stranglehold, I'm not turning the channel. Right. You know, I'm going to listen to it. I might in my head be going that motherfucker, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can listen to stranglehold anymore. That's so overplayed. Well, I don't hear it as much anymore. So, cause I don't find it myself. You know what I mean? So if it's played now and I don't listen to radio much anymore either. Right. I don't either. So, in fact, I was in my wife's car the other last weekend, and uh, she doesn't have like Sirius or something like that. We were listening to the radio, KGN on the way down, so we couldn't get it in KZEL. And it was like, oh, they're still playing the same damn songs they played for the last forty years. Not only that, you gotta sit through like I don't know, twenty minutes of commercials. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that was weird. I mean, like we got streaming now. I mean, who listens to commercials? Probably really old people. I don't know. I mean, I've I've done away with the radio. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a streaming guy now. You know, that's all I do is stream. Wow. Yeah. You're not an old fart then yet, huh? Uh, I'm still an old fart. I'm just into <laughs> modern technology. <laughs> One of the old farts that had no problem with changing a little bit. That's right. 
So uh, any other songs by way of the remakes you can think of? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, the Grateful Dead do a remake that I really, really like a lot since I talk to the dead every so often here. Um, they do me and Bobby McGee from a Janis Joplin. Oh, they do. And I think they do a kick-ass version, but I'm a deadhead. So well, I, would, I love Janice's version, but I think the dead do a very good version. I would be curious to hear that, you know, just to see. So it's uh, the guy who sings it is Bobby Ware. Ware, Bobby who, Ware. who he Bobby sings Ware. still. He's yeah, dead in company. They're still doing their thing. Right. So uh, He's the guy who's been holding on for that band forever now. Yeah, they've still got all the original members. Didn't he have just a uh, Bobby Weir band or something? Yeah, years? he's had a band called Rat Dog. Um, Rat Dog, I remember Rat Dog. Yeah, he has. Oh, uh, he does some solo stuff now where it's more country sound, more or less. And uh, he sings with the Wolf Brothers, they're called. I'll so, tell you one of the awfulest remakes I've ever heard, and I think I told you this the other day, was Madonna did Bye Bye Miss American Pie. Yeah, and I've never heard that one. It surprised me when you said that. Well, don't listen to it. Yeah, don't waste your time. Yeah, it's just terrible. I mean, like, you can do a song any worse than that. Right. Yeah. And maybe somebody liked it. I don't know. Somebody had to have liked it, right? It was Madonna, so Madonna fans probably liked it. I mean, when you hear shit on the radio and it's playing on the radio, and no matter how awful it is, some fucker likes it. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's why it's there. It's kind of like this. You know, you see a stupid sign telling you not to do something because you might get killed or something. It's because somebody did it. You know, you get these stupid signs all over the place telling you don't do this, don't do don't that. Don't go past the rocks when you're yeah. at the beach. Don't walk off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, us as human beings, we need to be a babysit and direct it all the time. It's I mean, like, you can't tell me what to do. Right. I'm going to walk right off that cliff, you motherfucker. You can't fucking tell me what to do. That's do right. it. In fact, because you said I can't do it, I'm going to do it. And I may not have done it before, but now I'm going to do it, damn it. That's right. And then whoosh, off into the ocean or down the cliff 50 feet. And yeah. And we told him not to do it. Yeah, dumb son of a bitch. Eyes on the nightly news. <laughs> <laughs> For the last time. For the last time. What about, okay, so what about uh, Van Halen, Pretty Woman, or Roy Orbison? Um. I love. And I know you're Van Halen fan, fan and so am I. Um, I love that, and um, I love Roy Orbison's version too. Yes, Roy Orbison's version is a very good version. But I do have to say, I mean, I like Van Halen's better because, you know, I like Van, Van Halen, Halen better, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't want to take nothing away from Roy Orbison. He was so great. And yes. I love the Traveling Wilburys. I love Roy Orbison's, and he's like one of the beginning rock rollers too. You know, he was way back in the time, and um. I don't want to take nothing away from him, but it was refreshing to hear a remake like that, you know? Well, so what's funny about that is when I was younger and that came out, I didn't really know who Roy Orbison was yet when it came out. He was uh, somebody I think my dad had a record of from early days or something like that. And so occasionally I would hear him and I probably heard the Pretty Woman song, when yeah. I, but I don't remember it until. So I didn't know at the time that it was a remake until... I don't know. We didn't have the internet then, so probably till I read it in some magazine, oh, wow. Teen Beat or something. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so I refer. It was probably a couple years, or maybe not that long, but that I didn't know it was a remake. Wow. And then of course I had to look up the remake or where it was made from, so I could hear it and had someone play it for me. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, like, I I like it when you know bands. Like I told you, though, I think it was our first podcast, and you know when bands do remakes, this kind of brings a new. You know, like you get like you like I said, you get sick of the song on the radio. You you hear it over and over again. It's like, come on, and like this a remake just kind of freshens it up. 
or sometimes even a band could redo their old song. Yeah, no, I've yeah. it. I like Kiss. When I bought their, I don't know, it was a couple albums ago with Sonic Boom, I believe. They had another two albums in there. And one was Sonic Boom. And the other one was Kiss Originals, you know, redone with the band they got now, which is uh, Tommy Thayer and uh, uh, who's the drummer? Uh, Eric Singer. Um, yeah, it was with those guys instead of, you know, Peter, Chris, and Ace Freely. Right. And, but it was killer. I mean, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the originals more than anything, but it was a nice take on, you know, those songs. It was different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it can be better. It can be worse. It can be, eh, it's all right. It can be whatever. Or it can just grow on you. Yeah. I, I've had stuff like I didn't like it first. And then, you know, a year later, for some reason, I like it. I mean, that's weird way that happens. Or the other way around. Something you used to like and now you don't like it at all. There's a lot of that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that now. Oh, okay. So, oh, so I had another one I wanted to bring up. Uh, Bad Company. The song bad or the uh, group bad company and then the remake is uh, five finger death punch. Five, yeah that's right five, no, finger, five death finger death punch. punch um you know i heard somebody say you know what do you think about five finger death punch it was that guy at the union place. get the union place, said, don't yeah. they kind of sound the same and they do they they kind of sound repetitive kind of like acdc would but they rock and and i actually honestly think i like five finger death punch myself and uh, I like that guy's low voice is kind of, but right. he, he does a couple covers. I mean, he does House of the Rising Sun. Yes, he does. Yeah. And that's good. That's a cover, yeah. And, um, you know, I think he does another cover besides uh, Bad Company, but I like that new take. I liked it a lot. I mean, like, that was, uh, was a tough version. You know? Bad Company is one of my favorite bands beca because uh, voice, uh, Paul, Paul Rogers', Rogers. voice is just, so like to me, me that's how that Paul Rogers is how I come somewhat became a Chris Cornell fan. I get that. Because I had I saw some similarities in their voice. So So um I'd like to ask why it's a disgrace that the fucking bad company and Paul Rogers, just by himself even, is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You expect me to answer that? Because yeah, <laughs> I think they're one of the best bands ever. I mean, like some of the bands that they've they've brought in recently aren't even as good as bad company or maybe not even considered rock it's the rock and roll hall of fame right right it's not the pop music hall of fame or it's not the music hall of fame it's the rock and roll hall of fame exactly and there's bands getting in that are not rock and roll yeah i mean i don't understand that i mean i mean they're good bands in their genre yes but they're not rock and roll exactly yeah and I that mean, bothers me it bothers me too i mean everybody can have their own uh and if they want to call it the music hall of fame fine then, yes rock and roll is rock and roll they should have a a pop music hall of fame or a R and B hall of fame or yes. a rap hall of fame or whatever. Cause, cause they have the country music hall of fame. Yeah. I mean, so, so I'm assuming, I don't know for sure. Do they have a blues hall of fame? I'm not sure about that either, but because I know blues I'm, built rock. There's I'm, a lot of blues players in the rock and roll. Hall yeah. Of fame. That's kind of why I was going with that. Cause maybe because blues built rock, maybe it's kind of considered like a, a separate wing of blues influence. I just think the rock and roll hall of fame is a joke. I mean, like, like bands that should have been in a long time ago or just now making or haven't made it. I mean, and, and it's undeniable. Like they say Molly Crew is never going to make it because of their antics. What? Yeah. That's what the, the people say at that rock and roll hall of fame. They say that Molly Crew they'll never make it because of the way they acted in their careers. I'm thinking how many other musicians were crazy and party hardy and did some crazy shit. And I was going to say, so they're going to keep a lot of people out then. Yeah. If that's their, what they're using for their but like Molly Crew is undeniable. Oh yeah, they they made their mark. 
Oh, they became the hairband of hairbands. Yeah. For the most part. And they can still go out, even though Vince Nels sounds like shit, they can still go out and sell <laughs> out. <laughs> well, when I saw him live last time, I saw him here anyway. Um, they sounded really, really good, but it was obvious Vince didn't have his voice. Yeah. But they had some female backup singers. You could see him back there in the back of the stage singing. They were helping every time it was something they, they knew Vince couldn't really do that well. So Yeah. Because he can't hit the notes like he used to, which is not unusual for aging rock singers either. It's rare for someone like Steven Tyler to be able to do what he does vocally. But uh, Paul Rogers can still hit all his notes at yeah. whatever age he is. He must be almost 70 probably. It's got to be close, yeah. And, um, I mean, he sang for Queen. He sang for The Firm. He sang for Free. He sang for Bad Company. He did solo shit. This guy is a phenomenal musician, one of the best, in my opinion. And – to snub him like that, what's the reasoning? I right. don't understand. I, yeah, makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And so I just think the Rock Hall of Fame is a joke, and I don't even like to – I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll watch you know, some concerts on there about it just to see the musician. But right. most even the artist thinks it's a joke. I mean, if you ever watch Steve Miller on there – when he was accepting his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, I think I saw the video of that. I didn't, oh see, I didn't see the ceremony. You let him have it. Yes, he did. Yeah. And, and for good reason. Steve Miller is there. He's playing for people, you know. He's but but he has to pay for everybody besides him and his wife. He has to pay for anybody he wants to bring in. He has to pay for their tables. He has to pay to bring their equipment. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame don't pay that. They'll say you're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then you're you got to pay the cost. So if you're like a, a musician who ain't making a lot of money, and they only right. make money on tours and not album sales, that's gonna hurt into your income. Yes, it would. I didn't realize all that, huh? Yeah, it's a joke. That is a joke. Yeah, I mean, like, let's really honor these people, you know? Yeah, that, that got me thinking on that. Wow. Yeah, watch the Steve Miller thing again just to refresh your memory. He was so eloquent. <laughs> eloquent. Yeah. Fucking eloquent? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, he's got a shitty grin on his face saying that. So speaking of Steve Miller, I love Steve Miller. I've seen him in concert a couple times. I yes, and I, I already liked his music a lot. So so I was at the Blues Fest. We were we went on a, a boat one time. Oh no, that wasn't the time I was on the boat. Never mind. Uh, it was a different time. But I was there, and guess who showed up as just a guest out of the blue at the Blues um, Fest? Um, Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh man, I'm pretty damn good, you guys. I'm here now. No. Uh, the Joker? The, the joke, Smoker? It, the, the Midnight, midnight Toker. He was there? Yes. Ooh. And let me tell you, I, I don't know if you guys know this about Steve Miller. He is a blues player. I mean, this guy is awesome. I mean, like, uh, I didn't realize that. I mean, I know he's unique and he has great music and his songs are awesome. But, I mean, this guy can seriously play the blues. If you get a chance... Go on YouTube, look up Steve Miller playing the blues. That's how he started playing the blues. And you can see him playing with you know other artists, other blues artists. I mean, that's his main thing. Yeah, I I enjoy his shows. Yeah. I back when I was listening to the Guess Who all that time, and that was one of my records that was in my rotation. So was Steve Miller Band. Yeah, I mean, they're great, you know. And and I gotta say, time keeps on slipping into the future, you know. Wow, what a concept. I know, I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a lyric to a song. All right, real quick, I want to throw this at you before we're done with this seg segment anyway. 
Um, prefer, do you prefer, do you prefer, yeah, what was that again? I prefer the top. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Mr. Roper or Mr. Furley? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I mean, uh, Roper was the original, um, but Mr. Furley was so funny. And I love Don Knotts. I do, too. But what was funny about Mr. Roper was when he would say some type of joke, he would turn and look at the camera and smile. Yeah, he always did that. He always get to turn and look at the camera like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that ruined them. I mean, they didn't expect this to happen, but when uh, Three's Company was playing, uh, the Ropers got a deal. They said, hey, uh, you guys – you guys are a big hit on the show. Why don't we give you your own show? Which was the biggest mistake. So oh, they that's gave them right. A show called I the forgot Ropers, about that. Brought in Don Knotts, and their show failed. Yes. So like, did. you should have stayed on Three of Company, you know. Yes. But it was good for Don Knotts. I forgot about the. And Don Knotts really came in really good. I mean, like, I mean, I enjoyed him just as much as I oh, did yeah. the Ropers. I mean, he's a funny guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember a, a show when I was a kid. He played a like a fish on a cartoon. Yeah, he, he was the voice to a fish. Oh, the voice to a fish. Okay. Yeah. I remember going to the drive-in movies with my grandma, and we watched The Ghost of Mr. Chicken, That's, <laughs> which is a show that he was in back in the 70s. Yeah. The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Goofy shows he played in. Yeah, I think it was a Disney movie, if I remember correctly. But anyway. Don Knotts. That's a cool last name, Knotts. He I was like funny. Him. He is a cool guy. Um, uh, He was also on a Scooby-Doo episode. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I remember that. I was a big Scooby Doo fan. Me too. Yeah, watch that. That it took me years to realize it because the reason that uh, Scooby and Shaggy were so damn hungry is because they were smoking pot all the time. It just took me a while to figure that one out. So a lot of people liked uh, uh, Chrissy, but I I kind of like Joyce DeWitt. You know Janet. Oh, oh, back to Three's Company. Yeah, Chrissy didn't really turn me on because she was so bubbly dumb. Yeah, attractive physically, but other than that, you're correct. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine having a conversation with her and she's like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it's tough for me to have uh, a good relationship with a woman who can't hold a decent conversation. Put it that way. But Joyce Dewitt had those those legs, remember? Oh yeah, remember she oh, yeah. she like did those commercials with the stockings or whatever. Yeah, pantyhose or whatever. Was it Hanes or, or no nylons or or the pantyhose that were big? Uh, legs pantyhose. Yeah, L E G G S. That's right. That's right. And yeah. They came in an egg, right? Yeah, that's yes. right. They came in a round egg or an oval egg. Hey, speaking of uh, like old shit like that, do you remember that old rubber thing that used to hang in your grandma's bathroom? Does that, it looked like a like a, a bag you put your whiskey in, but it was a dish bag. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that till I got older. Those, huh. those plastic things that hung in the shower in your grandma's shower and they're like plastic right i remember we had a water bottle to put up because we'd make it hot when you were sick or whatever but oh, that was a douchebag you drank out of no we didn't, no we didn't drink out of the water bottle <laughs> oh, uh, the things that you saw when you were little and had no idea no shit and you get older well that's like uh bugs bunny cartoons my favorite cartoons ever did not realize till i got older how many adult things are in those cartoons i know a lot of adult content is in those cartoons. The sad part is you also find like racism and stuff. Yeah. It, it's not good. I get that. But back then things were thought of differently, whether they should or shouldn't be. That's where they were. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and mostly nobody would really realize. I mean, but yeah. they were really big on like preaching the South on those Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh, yeah. And Dixie and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Oh, know? yeah. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. Tom and Jerry was that way. 
they had the 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 lady that was the uh, the black woman, but you never saw her above her uh, right her, her yeah her cooking apron. You see her foot with the slippers doing a thing and talking to Tom or Jerry or whatever. Yeah, you know what always got me is a Charlie Brown. You know, like you know, like when a teacher or parents talk, it's like exactly how I hear them too. When I was the thinking, adults speaking, yeah, there's like <laughs> 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 it's like that's what I hear. That's what I hear when the teachers like in history class. That's all I heard. I'd be falling asleep with drool on my desk, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Well, some teachers just they just kind of drone on, and you you lose them. The good ones, the animated ones, the ones who really have fun teaching, I can learn. But the boring ones, forget about it. Yeah, it's definitely tough. Definitely tough. All right, we're gonna finish up with a wah 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 wah. Peace. Peace.